You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Hello, and welcome back to The Self-Worth Circle. We're very excited because we have a guest today, a very, very special woman whom I've had the honor to meet and to work with. Uh, I think it's going to be almost two years ago. Very soon I met her in Bali during one of um, a teacher training that I did. And uh, her name is Sarah Jane Perman. She does a lot of beautiful work with women as a feminine embodiment guide and a womb wisdom keeper. Welcome, Sarah, to the circle. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's really beautiful to be here with both of you. Hmm. Well, let's start off with how are you doing? How are you feeling? What's happening in your world? You know, so I'm feeling really good. (laughs) I'm feeling really excited by this really crazy time on earth. I'm feeling challenged in the same breath. It's been a really, mm, well, I wouldn't say I've had a really difficult year. It's been a year of deep surrender, um, a big letting go of mm, perhaps my work and, you know, a lot of the identity that comes with that work um, in, in the way I usually present it. I was just saying just before we started recording that, yeah, I think my last time teaching in person was last October, which for me is weird. Like usually, particularly in European summer, I'm teaching at lots of festivals, workshops all over the place, meeting so many people. Oh, and I had a really amazing summer planned and I'm also a mother of an almost four-year-old and these opportunities, who I can hear calling out in the background, (laughs) um, these opportunities for me to share and to be in women's spaces and, yeah, really share my medicine is also really needed for me, you know, because otherwise like my my day-to-day, like being there, I'm sure there are many mamas who are listening to this, like it's it's a life of deep service. And as much as, you know, if you look at my Instagram, you might see me flying around the world usually, <laughs> doing lots of amazing things, activations in on the land in different countries and all of this incredible stuff. But really my day looks like making porridge in the morning, going to playgrounds, doing like craft activities with a four-year-old. So having the balance of, yeah, really being able to be out in the world and, and sharing, which is really, you know, I feel I feel as women, as all beings, we need to keep this, this creative energy, this shakti, this um, life force energy flowing and cycling through our being. And for me, if I'm not sharing, if I'm not creating and it's, it can become a bit stagnant. So it's interesting. I always, my body is always the, the barometer. And I don't know, I think this happened last winter. Like I somehow I've managed to put on about six kilos. And for me, like everybody's like, okay, it's lockdown. You know, everybody's, you know, we're all kind of been through a, a sort of a traumatic experience that has, that we have, that has affected each of us differently and we've integrated in different ways. But yeah, it's always interesting for me because when I when I when I feel there is imbalances, it's always it'll always show up in my body as far as like suddenly holding on to weight, even though like diet is not that different. And I'm like, oh, I just really want to be out there doing what I do again because it's yeah, it's been a it's been a little little challenging to step back and to be like, oh my god, like I have got to find new ways to keep the energy flowing, and obviously the online space. And, you know, connections like we're having now um, is a powerful. But, yeah, we, we were just saying before we started recording how nice it is being in real spaces where we can touch and properly connect and, yeah, and women's spaces, the spaces that I create in my workshops and on retreats, you know, yes, of course, we do lots of different practices and da-da-da and lots of dance and lots of somatic movement and big womb work. Um, but really it's just being in a beautiful field of women and just being together and all of the individual medicine that we bring and 
just the power of the container that we create together. It's like, and yes, we can do it in the online space, but yeah, doing it, doing it in the physical is really important. And I know it's something that so many of us are missing. So yeah, I really pray. I pray and I'm holding the energy that we will um, be able to find more freedom in the physical soon. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, so are we. Yeah. Definitely holding the energy of that. I think this whole this whole year has been kind of, as you already mentioned, stagnant and um, we've been challenged in so many, so many ways. Um, before we dive in a little bit deeper into your ways of, of working with the feminine and the other womb work um, courses that you have, would you like to would you like to tell us a little bit about your background and where you come from and so forth and so, how you ended up in Ibiza? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. So yes, I live in Ibiza. Um, so I'm Australian, as you've probably heard. I'm from way over the West Coast in from Perth, which is I think it's like the most isolated capital city in the world. And it's actually funny because we we spent lockdown in Western Australia. Like this time took me back to my homeland, which was really healing in itself because I haven't really spent time there in the last 15 years. Um, but yeah, and it's really interesting. It's a very, it's a very special and magical place to grow up. Although it's almost like, like right now, they're even saying they closed the borders. It's probably the most closed place in the world right now. And even my dad from within it, he says, "Yes, keep the borders closed. This is good." And that's a very Western Australian mentality. They like like to be in their little bubble. But I feel very grateful to have grown up in a very pristine, wild if not maybe <laughs> slightly backward place. But it seemed to, you know, if you look across the world, like there's so many incredible musicians and really amazing people who have come out of Perth. So I'm like, I don't know, there must be something there. And, and I think because it's so isolated, so many of us, like the first thing that you do when you finish high school, usually, well, you might just go to university for a bit. I went for a bit and then I took some time off and we go out into the world usually for years at a time because Australia is so far away from everything so that's why you always meet so many Australians and New Zealanders everywhere because we're like yeah we've just gone on this epic two or three year journey because it takes like 24 or 28 hours to fly home but yeah so I my my story of how I came to be who I am now I feel like I've lived about I don't know, many different lives in this body. I turned 40 this year, actually. Um, and I feel like I came into this life and I said, I want to experience all of it. And I realize even now in a challenging year, I'm like, yes, I love it all. I welcome it all, the really heavy stuff, the really amazing stuff. And let's say over the course of my life, I've experienced so many different things. I think, you know, and I probably won't go into too much detail. I've done all of the wild, crazy party girl stuff. I've done the seedy underbelly, hanging out with really dodgy people stuff. I've done the high-flying TV executive stuff. Like I used to be the marketing and publicity director of Warner Brothers Television. Wow. The, <laughs> not a lesser known, <laughs> lesser known thing about me. I used to look after Ellen and lots of talent, like, all sorts of different things, the like, yeah, even sitting on, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I've lived, there's been a lot of, a lot of different lives lived in this body. Um, and it's interesting um, because I feel like all, like when I reflect back, all of the experiences that I've had have really given me the skills and given me the initiations that I've needed to be this kind of what I, what I feel. And obviously I'm always learning, I'm always growing, but to be this in, quite integrated and embodied version of me right now. And from a more spiritual perspective, um, my mom, who's probably listening, she's staying with us right now in the other room. She, I, I feel very lucky to have grown up with um, 
what I what we used to call well, and we still say I say I have an off planet mother. I have a very um, spiritual mother who's been channeling for the last God, it must be like thirty five years now. And I remember when I was little, and it comes up with us, and I'm kind of mother daughter wounding quite a bit. That I was like, I just want you to be a regular mom and like make cakes, and she did that. She was an amazing mom, but. It's interesting, the the conditioning of society because, you know, I'm like, but all of my other friends' mums are really normal. I'm going to like channeling evenings and reading tarot cards and travelling the world to places like Israel and Egypt. Like we travelled a lot when I was little and, you know, we just go off on these epic adventures across the world, mum with a big purple backpack, me with a little pink one, like just experiencing things and it's interesting, like Egypt just came up then and I, I, from a very young age, I've been very, very connected to Egypt and I take groups to Egypt as well. And it's so funny. It's like I feel mom and I have been on a mission together since, since I was little and in many ways all of these different places that we used to visit on the earth, we've been doing this work together, like called to different lands. Like I've had a fairly, I've had a very conventional upbringing yet also unconventional in many ways. And I'm really, really grateful for, for what it's looked like. Although at my, my, I think my teenage self was like, Oh my God, I just wish, I wish I just had a normal life. Like with mums who, you know, went to tennis and did like regular stuff <laughs> rather than the very, very spiritual mama. Um, but, yeah, and so then I think what happened, I sort of rebelled probably from, from my spiritual path, although it was just always very much a part of my life. I was a dancer for my whole life as well. So the, the, the movement and working through my body has also been always there. My body's always been the, the tool and the vessel. And I look back, I'm like, okay, yeah, everything I do now makes sense. Like all of the, the, the upbringing of working with my body, it all, it's, it all makes sense now. Um, and, but then, yeah. And then I probably, when I properly landed on this path was in my, when was it? Probably in my late twenties when I was a wild party girl as well, about to do my yoga teacher training, very full duality, like going out and getting really wasted on the weekends and then, you know, but then being like very green juice, do my yoga, da-da-da, do my meditation, da-da. And I met I this. I relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us are into yeah. that, you know, yeah. and things start to shift and, yeah, so I, <laughs> I've always had a lot of energy, let's say that. And so I, my wildness was actually in many ways better expressed than it is now. And sometimes now I'm like, oh, my God, I need that, that, that wild woman that I was all the way through my 20s. I don't give her enough space now. You know, she, so if I'm not going to ecstatic dance enough now, which I'm not right now, I'm like she doesn't, she doesn't have the space to move where, where she used to really come through a lot. Um, but, no, then I started working with one of my, I think, early teachers. Like I had beautiful yoga teachers all the way through my 20s and wanted to do my teacher training. Then I didn't because, you know, I, whatever, we, you know, it just didn't seem like the right time. But I met this incredible quantum um, quantum metaphysical teacher who was this very unassuming guy from Iran, very random or not random how we came together. Like I think a friend of mine said, I'm going to this like weekend course called Discovering Your Spirituality. And then I found myself working with this man called Dr. Reza, who's a bit of an enigma now. Like I don't, like, I don't even know where he is. I think he's in Australia, but he's a very unassuming guy. I don't know if you've ever watched um, the film what the bleep do you know anyway? Yeah. And like, you know, he's like one of those guys. Okay. And somehow he'd, well, he wasn't actually in the film, but he would, he was sort of of the same, at the same university and all the kind of, you know, they were all his peers, let's say that. And so suddenly I found myself studying with him and then the links between science and spirituality started to come together. And effectively, even though when he would like give a transmission, I would like listen and go, dude, that is way too scientific. Like you're talking about atoms and, oh, my brain just exploded. I don't understand yet. On a cellular level, I was like, oh, wow, okay, I'm waking up. 
And then I remember it was kind of pre-social media. Well, I'm showing my age. Um, But, you know, pre like this, I feel like social media has been such a tool of awakening as much as it has a shadow side. Um, Before everybody started sharing really openly about really kind of crazy off-planet stuff, like mum and I would always have our secretive conversations and talking about galactic beings and da-da-da and, you know, mum, you know, through mum's channeling my whole life, which I used to abuse when I was a teenager. I'd be like, mum, I need you to channel me a message. And, of course, it would be like, Will I have a boyfriend soon? Like, where is the boyfriend? <laughs> the important questions. Um, but, you know, and then so, so mum and I always had that going on in the background, but I would never share it with anybody because I was like, oh, my God, you guys will think we're too crazy because we talk to aliens and things. <laughs> you know, but now it's like, okay, everybody's talking about their Pleiadian origins and their, you know, dot, dot, dot. Everything's become so normal now. Um, and, yeah, and then that brings me to... Yeah, and then I think it was in my 30s and everything pro- like properly started to shift. I had a bit of a wake-up call that maybe the, the wild woman ways as I knew them were needed to come to an end via a little run-in with the law that not many people know about. I told you I chose to experience everything in this body and that was a bit of a, okay, you need to like, this needs to finish and you're on a new path now because you've got work to do. And not long after that, a couple of years after that, I met my husband in Ibiza after receiving, well, a pretty clear message that I needed to be here that made no sense because it involved quitting my long-time TV job. I was already a yoga teacher, had been for a few years and had sort of been merging my TV work and, um, and yoga teaching in Sydney and... Yeah, and suddenly I was like, I remember telling mum I just bought an apartment so I had, like, no money, so all of the savings that I had and it made, like, no sense. I said, mum, I think I have to quit my job. (laughs) And she said, "Uh," I said, I'm going to trust the universe and I'm going to follow my heart and I have to go back to Burning Man because I go to Burning Man and I have to go to Ibiza. And mum said, by trust the universe, do you mean trust that I will financially support you if it doesn't work out? And I said, no. <laughs> um, but sure enough, I arrived on this island in 2012 and 2012 was a big year for pretty much all of us. And I feel like a lot of the women who come to my retreats, you know, people always when we're having an opening circle, People often say, yeah, it was like 2012 and then like suddenly all of the stuff started to change in my life and, yeah, so 2012 was the year I completely left my my old world and found myself on this island and found myself pretty much walking straight into my husband and it was literally as much as, to be, to be honest, our marriage is a little challenging in this moment, co-parenting and having a little child. It's been a, a rocky few years but... It was like us coming together was like, okay, band's back together. Now the proper mission on earth begins. And then it was like, you know, if you think of the masculine and feminine polarities, it was like we came together and activated each other. And then for both of us, our work and everything just went. Wow. Yeah. And so it's kind of, it's been like a really radical sort of free ride into the mystery ever since and for me like I I just coming coming into the feminine wisdom piece um, as much as I've always been dancer and yoga teacher dropping deeper into let's call it the deep feminine um, kind of came as a bit of a a surprise let's say a bit like my running with the police Uh, one of those like you know one of one of those maybe a Kali arriving moment where to, to really let me know how out of balance I was and how much I'd been denying this, this power of the frequency of the feminine, you know, like I've been very, I'm quite yang less right now, (laughs) but you know, very, you know, if you think of the, the conditioning of our world, you know, to be, 
very kind of masculine patriarchy. We have to achieve, we have to do more, we have to always be working hard, make more money, even create more courses, do the thing. Like even now I'm always dismantling these programs that are still within me when I feel like, when I feel myself putting pressure on myself to show up more, even if it doesn't feel authentic or organic or guided by this energy of the feminine, which I, I mean, here I am, I'm showing you coming up from my womb. Um, but yeah, so I think that all happened in about also around 2012. It was like a suddenly a look at myself and go like, wow. And I'd already started, I think I, I was running my first goddess retreat. And I think it happened on that retreat. Here I was bringing together women without really thinking about what that meant because before I'd always been kind of not specifically working with women and then I found myself in this space and I had this huge wake up that I was like oh my god like I have so much work to do here like what wow wow and then it's almost been like uh okay I have to drop everything that I knew all of my old ways of being dismantle all of the old programs (laughs) that you know it's which is an ongoing process and trust her and that is that's probably the you know trust and surrender are such sort of key codes to all of this it's like how much can you trust this this current of the deep feminine how much can you trust the energy how much can you trust the mystery you know and it's scary because I even think back to my Dr. Reza, quantum scientist teacher days. And I remember being doing a meditation or even when working with him, I probably now, now I put the pieces back together. I remember saying to him or in a group share in, um, in my work with him, I said, I feel like I'm in a fast moving river and I have no idea where it's going. And it's just, kind of scary because everything's moving so quickly and sometimes I get snagged on things and I hit my head on rocks and da 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 and yet I just have to keep trusting that I know that this river knows where where it's going and it's kind of like this great river of awakening this great um river of remembering who we are and for me it's like you know I don't know if you've ever heard the and you think of the masculine and feminine or Shiva and Shakti, you know, d- described as, you know, like or Shiva or even when we think of the, the, the vessel and then Shakti being the water within the vessel. So it's kind of like even back then when I probably wasn't putting all of the pieces back together, I was like, I'm in this river of the mystery and I just have to trust it. That's all I know. I can't, you know, yes, obviously we make plans. We, we, we take action when it feels right but otherwise we just have to be in the river and just let let the process unfold and so that has been my biggest practice um yeah probably over the last almost 10 years of just allowing and trusting and letting go of resistance um yeah, to the process of this great blossoming and unfolding. And yeah, it's like a magical mystery tour. <laughs> and somehow it's ended up, yeah, we've ended up back here in Ibiza, which wasn't planned. Nothing is ever really that planned, um, which is sometimes challenging because we, you know, we tend to, we, we, I wouldn't say we live in a reactive way. We live in a responsive way. We listen in. We feel for what is coming next. You know, my husband is actually, I remember when we met, I actually think he was probably more deeply anchored in his feminine than I was. He's very wild, creative, very chaotic. I was sometimes, I think he's Mm -hmm. like the perfect embodiment of Shakti, which I was like, hold on, I'm the Shiva. This is a bit, (laughs) I was like, I have to like, you know, chaos. Even now I sat down here and I've cleaned all this house yesterday and He's been eating cookies and there's crumbs everywhere. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's interesting as much as it can be, it's definitely not a path perhaps that everybody is ready to choose, but we are, you know, and I feel like in this time on the planet where everything is changing so fast, it's like, 
that's all we can do. We've got to like keep our keep our keep our ear to the ground, keep our attention tuned in to the body, to feel what is true, to use our discernment, to feel for the next steps, to use our our instinct and our intuition to know, you know, where to be, what to do. Yeah, and that it's a bit scary. I don't know. Maybe you feel the same. I do. Yeah, we can relate to that a lot. I feel very much what you were saying about like being in the flow of things or feeling like it's a river instead of kind of like forcing things to happen. You surrender, but it can become very frustrating at times too, because you're like, yeah, like you said, you have to have so much trust right, and surrender, which is already very feminine in itself. But um, what are some of your like practices or like, what do you kind of, what could you share to or our audience on how to trust more and surrender? Because I feel like this is definitely something a lot of people struggle with. I mean, this whole year has been yeah. like, um, <laughs> practice. Of that. Like, yeah. This year is like, it's the great, like, you've got no choice. You yeah. just have to do it now. And you're like, but I don't want to. And I'm going to throw my toys out of the pram and I'm going to throw a tantrum. And that's okay. It's like, we're all in a big ego death. Yeah. But from, you know, if you think of, you know, the, from this, this fire of um, purification and transformation, it's like we get the opportunity to rise as these powerful sovereign beings who know who we are. And you asked about practices, so I didn't even mention anything about the womb. So my, my biggest work and really what I share with, share with, with the women who, who come to work with me um, is really this, this deepening uh, into connection with with the energetic portal of the womb so you know it's like our our pelvic bowl is the chalice it's the the vessel that that holds our creative energy our life force and you know even I've been calling myself out a little bit on using the word power too much because even sometimes for me power carries a little bit of a distortion of the masculine, like powerful, but it's when, when we're like attuning to this frequency of the feminine, it's like a different, it has a different quality. It has like a more subtle yet still really fully fiery flavor, but it's like, it's just different. So when, when I say the word power, it's like this feminine power, this, um, yeah, this this power that when it, even when I talk about it, it it shows up as like a, like just like a glowing coal or just a, a just a, a smoldering just a small fire in the center of my womb. It's like a power that is always there, and it's a power there that to be cultivated, um, and then to be directed um, at will. You know, for obviously the creation of our desires, our projects, obviously all this creative energy is really also for making babies, which is also, you know, we know how that works. Um, You know, the greatest alchemical process ever, the fact that we can make a baby in our womb, like what the Right, yeah. (laughs) It's crazy, you know. Um, We think of high alchemy, that's the greatest high alchemy for me, the masculine and feminine coming together to create actual life. And, yeah, and it's like, when I, you know, to, to feel the womb, it's like this, yeah, this chalice where the masculine and feminine polarities within us, because we are both masculine and feminine energies. I talk a lot about this deepening into the feminine, mainly because, you know, for so many of us, just due to the last 2000 odd, I don't know how many years it is, um, of patriarchy that we've lived through. For many of us, we've gone way too we've we've gone way too um, out of balance and in favor of our masculine. So the work that we have to do is to find our way back to the feminine. But then we work with the two together. It's not about favoring the feminine energy. It's just about giving her the permission to come back online and trusting her, and then being like, oh wow. So when my masculine and feminine energies can dance together in sort of perfect. Um, perfect harmony, wow, look what I can create now. And I feel that 
any sort of like as far as practices go, just finding a way to reconnect to your womb space. And I, you know, there are so many different ways to do this. I have a, you know, it could just be a subtle putting your hands on your belly and breathing into your womb. Like I still think uh, I often share that if I'd have known like that I would talk about womb so much, like you know, if you told me that 10 years ago, I would say, what, really? Like I, I think I obviously learned about the womb and the reproductive system in human biology in high school, but I didn't really think about it as like something to be revered or this kind of this, this portal to the divine, this portal of creation. It was just something that, you know, you know, obviously, you know, you have your, your, your period, whatever, whatever, you know, you can make a baby maybe. Um, but it just didn't, it was insignificant. But so for maybe for some of you listening, you're like, what? Talk to my womb, connect to my womb. Why? That's like a weird idea. But I promise you, the more that you can come home, you know, this is like the seat of the feminine. The more you can let your belly be relaxed, like there's a whole practice in kind of um, relaxing into this, I'll call it the frequency of the feminine by letting yourself rest in your body, you know, and, you know, I'm sure I know both of you are, are yogis and I know, I, I, I know particularly for Julia, um, just some of the work that we've done of this deep somatic work. It's like when you come into this deep yin and deep inward presencing, you're like, holy shit, there's so much going on inside my body. You know, and if it's like you can come in and start to really presence within your womb, suddenly you're like, whoa, there is so much going on here. It's like this void that gives you access to the whole universe. <laughs> That's what I see when I come into my womb space. And this cultivation of the flame of the womb, it's like just there's so many different, like there's many, many different Taoist and tantric practices as well that you can. Like I love the Taoist practices because they work specifically with the organs and have specific, specific different breath work um, to literally like wake up the ovaries, to clear the womb. There's lots of more, I guess, technical things that you can do to bring your, um, bring your whole pelvic bowl online, working with yoni eggs, working with pelvic mapping, just getting in touch with your whole pelvic bowl because, you know, this is a place where we store so much of our stuff as well. You know, it's kind of become this, 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 this storage ground of stuck emotion and, you know, which can lead to a lot of stagnancy in your energy, a lot of tension as well, you know, and we think like when we think of the yoni, the vagina and this whole pelvic region, our, our, our sexual area, um, there, you know, there, we have a huge capacity for pleasure as well. And a lot of my work is also healing the, distortions around sex and pleasure you know as so many of us I would go as far as to say all of us carry some sort of story of shame and guilt and repression of our sexuality not because not specifically you know not to bash on your parents for maybe telling you to stop touching yourself when you were little you know when you're like wow this feels interesting I'm going to explore myself and then suddenly parents get uncomfortable because of their condition they're like oh don't do that that's not right da, da, da. and then you're like okay I guess I'll shut that part of me down you know it's it's the bigger picture collective message that we've lived through um of kind of this disconnection from feminine wisdom, this disconnection from the power of the blood and our moon cycle, this disconnection from our sexuality because it's like this is where all of our power comes from. So it's like the more that we could disconnect everybody from the power of their feminine, from their life force, it is much easier to keep us in control. It's much easier to keep us kind of feeling shut down and like, okay, yes, I'll just follow orders, government, I'll just do as I'm told because, you know, who am I anyway? But it's like when we start to bring all this energy online, we're like, whoa, hang on a minute. I'm really sovereign. I'm really powerful. I can do whatever the fuck I want. 
everything is possible. And this doesn't mean that we were talking just a little bit without making this a political conversation. We were talking a little bit before just about this time on the planet and how to find that freedom from within because um, depending on what country you're in, we all have different restrictions. Like I'm sending all my love to my Australian people right now because they are they're having a bit of a rough time. Probably yeah. the restrictions mm-hmm. in Australia are mm-hmm. really crazy and none of this makes sense to me because, yeah, it's actually the greatest thing to come back to Spain, which is kind of viewed as the epicentre of COVID-19 yeah. and everybody in Australia is, well, not everybody, but many people are really scared. So when we were flying back, they were like, oh, my God, stay in the safest place on earth, stay in Western Australia. But I was like, yeah, but stay trapped with borders closed with, you know, you have to apply for permission to the government to leave Australia right now. Like I got permission because I live here and I have a British husband. But it's pretty weird, like that we don't suddenly, like our our freedoms have been taken away in many ways. And obviously for, and then, you know, and it looks different in each country. Maybe some countries are, you can do whatever you want. In Spain, it's kind of more subtle restrictions, um, but we kind of work around it. But it's like, okay, I feel like people are managing that in different ways. For some people, this looks like a real invitation to stand up and speak out for their rights to reclaim their freedom in a really physical way. For me, it doesn't look like that. It looks like coming back to this power of the womb and coming back to the inner world and to really activating this power that is within us. And this, for me, is a really powerful revolution. You know, the revolution that we can create from being fully plugged in, and if you ever work with me, you kind of will know I do a lot of kind of earth-womb, cosmic-womb connection, you know, because the body is really the, the bridge between heaven and earth and you know that's probably the first thing I'll ever ever do with anybody is to do that great reconnection process and that for me was when I I always in my upbringing I was always very cosmically connected but I'd forgotten about the earth connection so the moment that I plugged myself well and as a result of that I had really chronic anxiety and a lot of big intense kundalini situations Mm -hmm. because I had no one had really taught me about how to ground the energy and as a result I kind of short-circuited a lot so for me when I properly plugged myself back in I was like oh, this is how you run energy. I get it now. Just like you have to, you know, I'm not an electrician, but you have to have like a grounding wire with, you know, it's kind of quite common sense. But for me, I'd miss that. I'd miss that memo (laughs) in all of it. And it caused me lots of problems. But if everybody was fully plugged in and it's quite a simple process and plugged into the power that is within them, you know, and, you know, this womb work is not only for women, The men also have an energetic womb too. And, you know, once we're fully awake to the power that we carry inside of us, and this is a creative power that we can, yeah, we can use as we desire, you know, for the highest good of all, you know. So it's like, but we have to remember that first and to trust it and to be like, oh, wow, okay, I can create great change from just where I am right now through the field of my energy. Oh, you know, but I I also, I don't, we're all, I want, you know, if you're listening, I just want to remind you that we're all on a very, very different mission in this life. Um, And so it's like the invitation for each of us is to listen in to what we are guided to do, how we are guided to show up in the world. For me, it's a real reclamation of this subtle power of the inner world and of the womb. For others, it's like I need to go and stand on my soapbox and like speak my message to the world and reclaim my voice or suddenly run for government to, <laughs> to, to start to lead, lead countries. Like where our, our guidance is going to show up, it's going to tell us how, how what we need to do, providing we're we're listening in. Um, but yeah, the subtle the subtle womb power is um, yeah the the greatest gift right now 
I feel, the greatest gift in reclaiming sovereignty. Yeah, I so much resonate with the whole, with everything you just said. I mean, for me, for many years, I was like so out there all the time. And I've also had like you know, very intense anxiety attacks and so on. So, I mean, that's like just one of the reasons why I've been very called to do the embodiment work. And I remember, I can't remember when I've been with you, but you've guided us through a connecting the our womb to the earth's womb and then also then then we go up after the grounding then we go up and it was like oh yeah makes sense because if like I'm up there that's like the only place that is and it's something actually we both of us struggle with time to time uh sometimes when we sit down just to record, we get so out there, we completely space out. And then after we can't even remember what yeah. we've talked about, it's, it's crazy. But then if we have a moment and we set some intentions and we ground, then it's like, ah, oh, comes out very differently. Totally. And even you notice like when you're deepening, like in the, you know, with the womb wisdom and the feminine wisdom piece, like obviously yeah, and even if you think about it in your in your in your breath and even in the tone of your voice, like when you get really up here, you know, and this is also part of the conditioning, like and I do ballet for a million years. I pretty much lived for all my life with my belly held in really, really tightly. And that is still tension that I'm undoing because it's such a pattern of like, okay, and I can't even diaphragmatically breathe because like everything is so stuck. And so like I speak and breathe up in my upper thoracic and then, and I have no connection to the earth because everything is held really, really tightly down here. <laughs> and then you wonder why like you're having a hard time and maybe you're feeling anxious because everything's up here anyway. So it's like, you've got to get it down. And then, you know, my voice is always a good indication if I'm properly plugged in, you know, and yes, I'm not all plugged in all the time. I definitely like, I, I should, I need to monitor it more in my day-to-day -day life with my family actually, because you know, when you're like, ah, oh, fuck, da -da -da -da, if I'm getting cross or something's happening, <laughs> okay, drop it back down here. Then I need to live more from my womb. But it's like, it's so much more relaxing. It's like, you know, it's the difference between, you know, you think of how you expend energy as well. When you're really plugged in, when you're deeply relaxed and in your womb space, it's like you have access to this infinite energy where you can just keep going and going and going and going and the energy never runs out, you know, because you're so filled up all the time. You're plugged in and refilling from the earth. You're plugged in up here. It's just an automatic um self-cycling energy but anytime when you pull yourself and like break the connection then suddenly you're like okay now I need to rest because I've worn myself out and I've just like I need to drop it back down to the earth and get back in your body like all of us use kind of different different languaging and it's interesting that you reflected on me guiding the earth connection first I'm always dropping in with other systems and very much like the way I teach is kind of intuitive I just do what I do but then and then often I'll maybe read a book or find myself working with someone I think oh yeah you do that okay you do this so it's interesting like but for me like a lot of a lot of systems will guide the plug-in up here first for me that doesn't feel right for me it's it's essential for me to plug into earth first and that's just that's 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 the way, but I'm not saying that the way I share is the only way. I can't, like, we are all individual beings and I think we all find the path and the medicine that we need. Um, but, yeah, just we all just need to come, come back down and, yeah, fully inhabit our pelvic bowl and, yeah, and just feel from this place because for me this is a space of deeper connection deeper truth you know you're not all up here you're not all flustered you're you're grounded again you're like okay let me take maybe four <laughs> four nice grounded number um 
deep womb breaths and then see what is alive, you know? Yeah. And I feel that if we could all do that as we move through our, our day, our lives will look so different. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, it's like a constant kind of remembrance to come back to that also because some days are you're so you're so there and anchored and it doesn't take up much effort but then some days you just wake up and I mean you have to make a real effort to anchor and tap in so it's it life keeps it interesting I guess but I think for that, like, I think it's important to remember that we women are like cyclical beings, just like the moon has its phases, like same for us, like, it's not going to look the same every day. It's going to, you know, vary. And like you said, every day is different. And, and it's just, that's part of it. That's, that's part of, of walking this path. I feel like. I, feel that. I love it. And I don't know, I guess this is very much me signing up to experience a lot in this life. It's beautiful to have those moments where you're pulled so far from your center and you feel so helpless and so like and only to find your way back and be like, oh, yeah, it's great because it's like we need to have those moments of feeling disconnected to feel the joy and the power. There's that word again of coming back into reconnection once again. And that's beautiful. Like this is the dance of life. You're like, oh, my God, I came off. I came, you know, it's like a train driving on a track. Oh, my God, I fell off the tracks again. Okay, no, now I'm back on. I'm back on my path. It's all, this is this fun experience of, of life in a physical body and, you know, life on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Oh, well, we have a couple more questions. Thank you so much. It's been so just interesting to yeah. to listen to you and so lovely to listen yeah, to you so always lovely. for sharing your path and and your wisdom. But um, so f- just for our listeners, I feel like there we have. Well, most of our listeners are are women. I'd say probably like ninety nine point nine percent. But for for our women, like we kind of touched upon this already a little bit before, but if there, this is something completely new to them to work with their womb and it's, if maybe they've just, you know, or not just, but maybe yoga is, is kind of like the only bridge towards connecting and tapping in with themselves. What would be like really, really, really simple, maybe even daily practices or just something easy that they could do to just start to more connect with their womb space. You already mentioned the like the womb the, breath. the womb breaths, but is there anything else you kind of feel would I feel the, yeah. yeah 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 so or even in addition to the womb breaths, um, just to check in with your womb to like once you have breathed into your womb, you can do it at the end of your yoga practice. Even you know after you've you know you, you're having your moments in shavasana, and maybe your hands are on your womb. And you breathe there and then you just feel, feel what is alive for you, feel how she feels. Even I, like if it helps you, I like to visualize myself inside my own womb. And for me, like not to try and program your experience, but as a mother, I probably like forget COVID and the lack of freedom. You know, I've probably like coming into my this phase of mother, I've probably experienced my greatest time of lack of freedom. You know, the 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 old I could do anything I wanted any time like went away. Yeah. So every time I felt not free, I would come into my womb. And for me, when I'm in my womb, she always shows up as like this like vast universe with like no, no, there's no walls, there's no limits, you know. So it's like when I come into my womb and I'm like, oh, wow, why am I feeling not free? Because there's just infinite space. This is like the black hole or the void of my womb where everything is possible. There is full freedom. And, yeah, so if it helps for you to visualize yourself inside and maybe she shows up, maybe you're more feeling more into 
like what it would actually look like to be inside your physical womb. Although when we talk about womb work, it's not specifically the the organ um, of the womb. It's more this energetic portal of the womb. So say if you've had a hysterectomy or, you know, as I said, like the this work is also applicable to men. It's more about the portal. It's less about the actual womb. However, it is beautiful, like if, if you ever do sort of more Taoist practices with me or with somebody else, yes, you do get more into working with the actual organs um, because they contain the energies. Um, but, yeah, maybe she shows up as like a deep red, you know, often when, when we feel ourselves, it's like a deep velvety, red cavern or sometimes when I'm after I've done a big womb clearing my womb will show up as like a golden temple space where I can even make offerings on her on her altar you know as you would in the temple or my own sort of prayer of devotion to the goddess to the divine that is within me um, and within each of us sometimes she even shows up as just like this crystal cavern and I'm like whoa like almost a diamond encrusted womb. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. it's just a magical, a magical place. And as we talked about as well, just I really feel in this time as well, particularly when people are feeling maybe a little bit helpless and confused, um, the grounding practice of, you know, you can even like sometimes I guide it like this and this is, this is you can find, I'm sure you can find grounding Maybe I can share something somewhere. Um, like grounding meditations um, of even feeling like you have the roots of a tree growing all the way down from your womb, all the way down through the earth into the center of the earth that for me will show up as like the, the womb of the earth. And so, you know, it's like your roots or your energetic cord, if working with roots doesn't resonate with you, can literally plug in to, to drink up that earth energy and to fill you up, and particularly for those who get a little up here and have anxiety or anything, really plugging yourself in and creating like a cyclical breath with the earth. So it's like even sometimes when I when I do this, it's like when I breathe in, I feel like the earth, the whole beautiful mama Gaia, Pachamama, I'm breathing in as she is exhaling, and as I'm exhaling, she is inhaling. So it's almost like we're synchronizing our breath or sharing breath together and it just drops me into uh, a space of really a deeper more grounded connection and you know I keep talking about all this down 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 into the earth like the path of the feminine is really a path of descent you know and this is why and and so many of us are even in all of the kind of spiritual lineage teachings like a lot of them are very very masculine lineage because this feminine wisdom has been suppressed. And so as a result, like a lot of us have been taught to sort of fear the shadows because, you know, even going deep into the earth or deep into the womb where we do carry a lot of old energies and things, it can be it can be a bit like, oh, my God, like what am I going to find down here? I like the light. The light feels really safe and activating and amazing. I don't, do I have to go down? Like do I have to look at my stuff? <laughs> Who wants to do that? But when you are... I feel it's like the the earth is this frequency of the divine mother and she just holds you in so much love. And when you're able to be in this really connected space, it doesn't matter what stuff comes up for you to look at because you're just held through the process so, so beautifully. And another practice. So, and I'm feeling all of this earth wisdom coming in. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just to really like womb connection, that is, yeah, we can start there, but also just to deepen into this energy of the feminine and you can do this, like obviously connecting with nature is beautiful. Um, Even lie, you know, doing this as you lie your body on the earth, but just letting yourself really drop into your pelvic bowl, let your whole face relax, like the mask of your face go away it's like you know even we even when we try and relax our face sometimes there's still so much tension held there it's like we have such a condition or program around beauty it's like my face is still beautiful but it's like what if you let it fully relax and 
maybe the beauty of your identity goes away, but it doesn't matter because we're dropping deeper into our inner world, you know. We're letting go of all of this kind of need to look a certain way or even letting go of attachment to the external realms of our physical body and just coming into this inner, more deep space of the deep feminine. So you can do this lying on the earth, just letting yourself fully relax and be held by the earth and relax into the back of your body even more, you know, even we're so like out here moving forward, doing, doing, doing. Can you relax into the back of your heart? Can you fully rest? in the back of your body and even feeling that your your spine is like this, this strong masculine support so that your feminine body can just rest and be held, you know, so we don't have to be so like, <laughs> and I know I'm guilty of this constantly. So I have to like remind myself, oh, okay, you know, so totally and open that receptivity. Yeah, exactly. You know, because in, holding ourselves in tension in closing the channel it's like we're we're inhibiting that natural flow of energy that natural flow of abundance that natural ability to receive everything because it's all here it's all available we just have to open to it but if you're holding yourself or keeping yourself so in your path of do 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 go 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 be more da 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 show up more it's like we're we're maybe not allowing ourselves to be filled in the way that we could be, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it's it's very important to be reminded of that also. And um, the work you do is so, so important and profound. Um, could you share to our listeners where they can find you and what kind of uh, workshops and retreats you have on the horizon? Yes. So everything is on my website usually and we'll put we'll, we'll put all the links and uh, show notes so they can find um, it although it's done i'm as i said i'm a mother of a four-year-old so sometimes things need to be updated it's not okay. it's, no <laughs> perfection in my reality um but yeah i my next in-person retreat um is happening in ibiza in at the end of october um and i have i think i've got three spaces still open for for brave women who yeah just want to show up and do this this sovereign womb work the retreat is called wild feminine awakening and something I didn't share in the practice is dancing get into your body you know this is we will be dancing and moving a lot and um yeah deepening a lot and yeah it's a really really magical space as well that I'm really excited to excited to facilitate in um that is happening October 24 to 30 and I also have a course my current course that I've that I'm moving through which is really big actually standard me to put so much into a course whoopsie old masculine program of give more um anyway uh yeah that i have a course called the alchemical womb which it's a three level course um we're currently underway but i will be doing another intake for that and i might actually be releasing the the levels individually depending on what you want because it's kind of level one it's four weeks and it's like a sort of a the the opening womb reconnection um sacred cycle wisdom womb purification and what did i call it there's some sensuality and sovereignty in there as well and then level two we go deeper into Taoist practices working with the yoni egg um, more sacred sexuality practices um and then level three gets a little bit more into the 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 sophianic wisdom of the the rose priestess lineage um as really this is probably the this is my greatest joy to share like everything else is more like through the body the the level three is more of a transmission and an initiation through the the gates of your womb yeah, which is more, it's all energetic. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a beautiful course. And uh, I think I've got 44 women going through it right now. And yeah, the shifts have been really, really immense. 
So, yeah, that will be coming up again, but you can pre-register on my website for the next round. Okay. When did you say the next in the next one is going to start? Do you know? I'm not sure. I need to work it out because I could actually do level, I'm, I may do level one and level three at the same time. We'll see. We'll see. All I right. just have to feel into what it's going to look like. This first round has kind of been like my beta testing. So I want to tweak a couple of things. And um, yeah, I think I, I, I have a bit of a, there's just so much, as you hear, I've, I had some cacao before, so I'm talking too much. Um, no, but, <laughs> but I also, I'm just so passionate about this. And I think I may have, the, the course is packed full of so many things, but it's not, so I've kind of, I want to just check that I haven't overwhelmed everybody too much. But, you know, it's kind of the sort of course where you're going to be, you, you you fill your toolkit with all sorts of amazing practices, but don't feel the pressure that you need to integrate everything into your life immediately. This is stuff for you to be like, okay, I'm still working with my womb reconnection. I'm not quite ready to move into this next bit, but no, you've got it all for, for when you are because there is, it's kind of, I feel like I've delivered my whole body of work in a course, <laughs> which I've loved creating, but I'm like, oh, this probably should have been like a number of courses, but anyway. <laughs> Wow. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I've only got one last question left, and this is the question we ask all of our guests, and it's what our podcast is about. So, what does self worth mean to you? What does self worth mean to me? That is an interesting question. What am I going to say? Oh, what is alive from my womb? Self-worth to me is an acknowledgement of the subtle power of this unique frequency that we are. I don't think anybody would have said that before. But yeah, for me, it's really beyond all of perhaps the things that we think self-worth should be of like, okay, I love myself, I'm worthy, I am needed, I am, for me, it's like a, a reconnection to that energy and a trusting of the energy and, to, and an acknowledgement of this energy that, I am here to share, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a little bit beyond the physical. Um, yeah, because it all, as I've shared a million times, it all comes back to trusting this energy and that this energy is worthy and worthwhile and important and necessary to share. Mm, what does self-worth mean to you? <laughs> that question threw me. It's like our very first episode was all about just kind of circling back to that question, but it's a it's a really hard question to answer. Answer, I guess. It's um, I think self-worth for me, it's constantly evolving, but it's 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 a place. Mm. it's a place within and I'm kind of still I guess on the journey of figuring out what that place mm -hmm. is because it is constantly changing mm -hmm. and fluctuating yeah it's a journey it's uh, oh, for me it's choosing myself and it's a lot of boundaries <laughs> It's a lot of um, being brave and uh, yeah, it's basically, it's like Julia said, it's a, a journey and a lifelong journey, probably not something we'll figure out in <laughs> a day, but it's definitely a journey worth walking. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Self-acceptance just came in then. I was like accepting yourself as you are and finding the value from within that, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So 
beyond the judgment, beyond all of it, to feel what is here now and be like, wow, that is, and still be blown away. Do you know what I mean? With That's why for me it always comes back to the energy, to connect to that subtle energy and be like, that's, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I could keep on just listening to your wisdom all day. Eva has to be at the studio, a yoga studio in soon. So we'll have to unfortunately start to wrap this up, but thank you so, so much for, for being here and for sharing everything that you've shared. And um, yeah, one of your retreats or especially like the Egypt I forgot to say like on my to-do list. (laughs) Hopefully this whole COVID situation. Yeah. February is the plan. Um, That is my 2021. Yeah. Favorite journey. I mean, the land is my land. I've been there since I was nine and I feel if I, I usually have retreats in Bali. I haven't, oh yeah, I have something else. I've forgotten what I have coming up. I also have a training happening in Bali in April. Also, <laughs> all things being possible. Um, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, but Egypt and yeah, Egypt is, if I, if I, if I could never facilitate anything in another country or if I had to choose one country to do all my work, I would guide journeys in Egypt until I die. That's my land. <laughs> codes for all of us and yeah yeah, it was very much I don't think it's the sort of place for everybody to spend all the time but for me I was like I could just do back-to-back journeys here because it's just yeah yeah yeah, it's beautiful yes Egypt thank you for reminding me I forget what I (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you and thank you so much again for being here thank you for your time we appreciate it so so much and thank you to our listeners for having tuned back in and make sure to tune back in next week as well and give us a review yeah and make sure that you go and follow Sarah on Instagram and check out all of her offerings and we'll see you next week bye bye (laughs) bye